It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon. You're listening to the COB here at AusBiz. I'm your host, David Scott, Scotty, and I'm joined, luckily enough, by Annette Beecher. It is August the 4th, and it is yet another closing record high for oh, the ASX 200. It's really hard when it's record high, yet there just seems to be, I don't know, not sort of a casual acceptance or lack of excitement. I mean, where are the fireworks here? It just a few people we spoke to today were like... Yeah, we're expecting a record reporting season and just can't get the love. Yeah, maybe it's a bit force-fed with like, you know, so much money's coming through all the time at the moment. You, just, you feel like you're kind of like already filled up, but yeah, oh, I'll just have a bit more. Okay. Is that like the 13th course of a degustation or something? Well, that's, like- uh, no, people, people's, <laughs> uh, people's worlds are getting fat on this at the moment. So congratulations if you're riding this bull market because it is an unstoppable beast for the time being. Uh, probably not surprising given it is a reporting season. Uh, commentary on the show today was dominated by that mm-hmm. very thing. Uh, we had a good chat with uh, James Gerrish from uh, from and partners about his expectations for earnings season uh talking about uh, earnings looking to be in the range of up 35 to 40 percent of course very different to uh to this time a year ago mm-hmm. but at the same time it's going to well what's going to be said about what lies ahead because that's the big key question no yeah. one knows particularly us here in uh, in sydney uh, no one knows what's happening yeah well, maybe that's why we're not feeling too optimistic as i think how, how many weeks are we into this thing five six weeks into lockdown and of course reporting season is a game of two halves it has been a stellar performance by the australian economy but the outlook is just so tough right now and sometimes you know market players they might punish a company for not giving enough uh, punchy guidance yeah we'll get to that in just a second now look uh, also some pretty good conversations. I go capitals at Stephen Wood, he's a small cap specialist, of course. He gave his tips as to what he'll be looking out for uh, throughout the reporting season. Also joined by Evan Lucas from Investmart, and he gave his checkpoints from a macro standpoint. So we have all angles covered here at Ausbiz. But head, get you into gear. I've got Pinnacle Investment on the program just after 10 o'clock tomorrow in the morning. That will be interesting to go and see how they report. They are due to go and, uh, and report this afternoon after the market has closed. Uh, look, one of the other first companies to go and get things underway in reporting season was GED Holdings. So, of course, it's got a bit of that thematic when it comes to the automotive trade that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, powered earnings of so many different companies out there. Really good, don't know, sales and revenue growth coming through, profitability coming through as well. But there it was, no guidance. Yeah, it sounded like they probably could have given an optimistic outlook, just given that COVID, buying cars, cars, accessories, like a lot of the industries that GUD is in has been a COVID beneficiary. But by the same token, this prolonged lockdown, which is now spreading in southeast Queensland as we speak, it's certainly making the outlook very cloudy. So we're going to have a tale of two halves, I think, for a lot of these companies. Yeah, the blind 
blindfolded almost is when it comes to what mm. to, what they're going to expect. We know there's going to be vaccinations taking place, but what happens after that is the question mark that I don't think anyone can go and honestly answer at this stage. Look, uh, I mentioned GUD Holdings because it was one of the first off the bat. It was also our stock of the day on the call. So Koshi sat down with Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Andrew Page from Strawman to get their take as to whether GUD Holdings will go into the portfolio. Take a listen. It's a great result when you look at it compared to last year. Although you have to, when you when you take a broader lens to this, you see that it's actually a pretty lumpy business. So it tends to move around quite a lot. On a per share basis, they're back to where they were in 2019 um, and below where they were in 2018. In fact, they're below where they were back in uh, 2012. Look, it's 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 far from a terrible company, but it's not one that uh, you'd probably go for if you're after a nice consistency and visibility and earnings. And management have basically said it's too hard to predict, too dynamic at the moment as well. So um, all that being said, I think they're on a P of about 17 or so, which in the current market uh, is not too terrible. But zooming out a little bit, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really set the world on fire. Yeah, look, the numbers came in just very, very slightly um, above where they had guided the market a couple of months ago, um, although the, the tone of management's comments had moderated somewhat from three months ago. Three months ago, they seemed pretty optimistic um, over the next sort of 24 to 36 months about where all parts of the businesses were heading. From a long-term standpoint, I would expect you know low to mid-single-digit top-line revenue growth over the medium to longer term. Uh, and for that reason, I just think there are better opportunities elsewhere. So it's not really a hold for me either because I, I would sell it and look for other things to, to buy. No consistency in earnings. So not going in the portfolio. Did no. close down despite that pretty rosy update on earnings. Of course, no guidance. We also saw BWP Trust as well. Another one of those early reporters. Uh, no Obviously, a big um, property owner when it comes to those Bunnings properties in particular, it was sold down as well. So, interesting start to earnings season. Of course, we're only in the very early days, as I described it yesterday when I was talking to Andrew. It's like the uh, the green jersey for the uh, the Tour de France. We're, <laughs> we're going to get into those big mountains in the next couple of weeks, we and sure uh, yeah, it's going to be a mountain of earnings to digest. Looking forward to it already. I've got a bit of a bugbear. I know it's uh, unusual very enough. Very hard, jeez. For me, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, it's it's unusual. What's but today's bug? Yeah, today's this uh, this whole notion about peak growth and peak earnings and uh, what it means to be past the peak. And uh, just looking at some of the things in the commentary around at the moment about what's been what the implications are. It's like we're going to hell in a handbasket because we're not going to be able to sustain no ridiculously strong levels of growth out there at the moment. Now, one thing that really caught my eye was the uh, manufacturing PMI, the ISM version out of the states. Uh, now, there's lots of commentary written about how oh, it's uh, it fell for a second straight month to. 59.9, <laughs> uh, which is still yeah. rollicking along it's in a normal dot. circumstances. It's a dot on a chart. But, yeah, the, uh, the loss of momentum uh, yeah, declining or second derivative argument, that, that gets trotted out as well. Yeah, people are talking about, you no know, demand's going to go and sink and we're going to go back to this, so, you no know, stagflation or, you no know, uh, you know, really, you no know, almost maybe a possibility of having, uh, you no know, high inflation mm. uh, at the same time as weak growth. Because apparently all the supply constraints have been released as well. I think some of the uh, US PMIs earlier this week and last week, again, just off nosebleed levels. We are a long, long way from clearing those bottles. 
bottlenecks. Yeah, and uh, so it's really interesting. So the reaction to the bond market, we went and saw real yields in the States go and plunge to record low levels. So this is what the ISM themselves said about the actual report and the apparently you know, weakening of demand. So this is the quote from the, uh, from the company. Business Survey Committee panelists reported that companies and suppliers continue to struggle to meet increasing demand levels. As we enter the third quarter, all segments, all of the manufacturing economy are impacted by near record-long raw material lead times, continued shortages of critical basic materials, rising commodity prices, and difficulties in transporting products. Worker absenteeism, short-term shutdowns due to part shortages, and difficulties in filling open orders uh, are all impacting it as well. Um, that sounds like we're double dip recession. It sounds like we're gonna, yeah. It sounds like we're gonna be going to negative territory. It sounds uh, like there's a lot of bottlenecks, and the only thing that's really holding back production uh, is actually you know, the yeah, ability to go and clear those. And they will clear over that time. That commentary is just misleading. It's so misleading. Yeah, I just think, and I, the the real issue that I have is that you know, where does growth go and settle at? Given the, uh, no, the what we've got in the moment, is it going to be below trend levels? Are we going to start seeing inflation really come off the ball? Unemployment start ticking higher, or is it going to be above trend? Are we going to be above potential? And I think, given the circumstances. Yes, we've got Delta. Yes, we've got uncertainty out there. But I cannot go and see anything other than we're going to be at least above potential for quite a period of time. Yeah, no, I think we'll be doing very well. The problem is the news loves to be negative, and here I'll just pop in with my macro hat. Uh, as we know, Economist World is slashing their Q3 Q3 GDP forecast. Well, we haven't even got Q2 yet. And we got a puzzle piece today with Q2 retail sales. That's a decent chunk of GDP right there, rising 0.8%. But that's just been dismissed as it doesn't matter. But it does matter. And it does feed into why the RBA skated past all the pessimists and held its nerve. Because the economy was in a much stronger position heading into these lockdowns. And unless we're proven to the comp to the contrary, we're going to snap back out of, back out of it again. We just don't know when. Love a great snapback. Look, uh, going through that report, uh, we know that there's been a big shift, in, uh, a temporary shift, we've got to say, I think I think most people agree, when it comes to spending patterns by households for the yeah. time being. What could we garner as investors out of what that report's suggesting when it comes to demand for various you know, product types, you know, what's going on when it comes to food, what's going on with other more discretionary items? Yeah, what it tells you is under the, it's a strong number, but under the hood, it tells you that during lockdowns it's consumer staples as soon as you're let out it's cafes and restaurants so activity is strong it's just under the hood from month to month is what swirls around and that's why i think heading into this reporting season whether it's consumer discretionary or consumer staples month to month is not certain but from six months to six months activity is very strong cashed up households unprecedented fiscal and monetary stimulus an odd bump in the road here on there does not distract from the fact that households are in good shape and they're continuing to spend the minute they're let out of their homes. So your take is that once New South Wales gets itself sorted out now, we all think that's probably going to be the stage when we get ourselves vaccinated enough now mm -hmm. rather than actually you know, when we get to uh, zero cases in the other state. You're still confident we're going to go and snap back and go hard? I'm I am a snap back and go hard. Some of it obviously will be spending money overseas, but again, that could be 12 months. So those of us who have had their trips to Queensland cancelled or Perth cancelled, if all of that reopens, we are going to be spending money like banshees over the next 12 months. I got an email saying that I know if you go and book a flight now and we're going to give you double status credits points, and I was like, oh, that's just like for someone <laughs> in Sydney, that's like a dagger to the heart. I'm it not sure traveling, is. Not traveling anywhere for a very long time. Look, another. 
enough of our bemoaning about our, our woes here in New South Wales. There is still a lot to go and celebrate. There still is a lot to go and look forward to when it comes to earnings season. It's going to be really big. As I said, Pinnacle uh, Investment Manager will be on the program just after 10 o'clock tomorrow. So looking forward to going and digesting the results there. And that is just the uh, piste de resistance. We're going to have so many more to go and digest over the course of the next four or so weeks. So looking forward to it. We're going to go rest up. Yeah, we'll I was going to say, put your feet up, do it all again. We'll 8.30 tomorrow. Be here. We'll see you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.